Welcome to the Waconia Pulse, a community-based podcast presented by the Smothers and Falk Realty Group, highlighting all things Waconia and the surrounding area. The Smothers and Falk Realty Group is an award-winning team of five agents that have collectively sold over 1,000 homes, are consistently in the top five teams within the brokerage, and top 25 regionally are Titan Level Sales Award recipients with Remax LLC and have over 40 plus years of experience in the local market. The Smothers and Falk Realty Group is licensed in the state of Minnesota with the brokerage Remax Advantage Plus. Now here's the Waconia Pulse. Welcome to the show. We are the Smothers and Falk Realty Group, your trusted real estate guides. My name is Laura Falk, and here with me today are teammates Ben Smothers and Ann Smothers, and special guest Johnny Schwaller, head PGA golf professional at Island View Golf Course and owner of Schwaller Family Golf. Welcome, Johnny. Thanks, Laura. Just to get started today, we're going to dig right in. So tell, tell us a little bit about you. What um, made you want to start getting into golf and specifically professional golf? Growing up in a small town like I was in, you played all the sports, and I was in a competitive class so we played everything against everybody and there was a day that I started to get a little better than everybody else at golf and that's the day where golf got exciting to me and then there was another day where I was playing football and had a knee injury and uh, the doctor came back and told me he had good news and bad news good news my knee's fine bad news my growth plates were shut so (laughs) the dreams of playing like you know basketball Uh football being five foot eight, those days were, were gone. So I started to focus on golf a little bit and uh, played at the collegiate level at a small business school in, in Des Moines, Iowa. And then when I graduated, I went into a sales position selling Xerox printers. Nothing against selling printers, but I was always focused on when my next tea time was. So oh, yeah. <laughs> the, the next step after that was to find a job working as a golf professional and I was fortunate enough to do that. You know, seven, eight years later, here we are at Island View Golf Club. Because there's a special school you have to go through, right? Or training for to become a PGA professional, correct? Right. So to become a PGA member throughout my time working as an assistant, I went through three different levels to graduate or essentially become approved by the PGA of America to be a member. Um, so there is an apprenticeship that requires, you know, three levels and you have eight to 10 years to complete those. Because I've always been curious about this. Is that focused on your actual scoring or is that just completely def- different than your actual your game? It's mostly about the business, uh, managing a business, working with people, customer service, uh, understanding what uh, goes into the cor- course maintenance, uh-huh. teaching. But to become a full PGA member, at some point you do have to pass a playing ability test. Which, quite frankly, catches, well, prevents a lot of people from getting to that right. PGA level. Uh, but playing competitive golf, it was something that you were you kind of had an act ready for. Could, yeah. yeah. <laughs> so where did you do that apprenticeship or the bulk of your prep? So I started. I started working in uh, Central Illinois. So I spent two summers in Bloomington, one summer in Peoria. Uh, spent one winter in Southern California. Um, one winter in Naples, Florida, and then four full seasons as so uh, summer and winter down in Naples before interviewing and getting accepted for the job up here. Wow. And obviously this is year number two and you're kind of thrown into 
the fire with your first year. I remember Dan, the old pro, he, and it was like November, October of 2019, so he was done, and then everybody had to get the search on, right? Or I think that was the timeline. Or when did you find out you were going to, when you got the job? What year, was that fall of 2019? The interview process started around Halloween okay. of 2019. Yeah. And then people were just starting to talk about this virus called covid mm -hmm. um just as we were accepting the position right around christmas time yeah and come up in january and we always joke that hopefully or we always joke that maybe we brought it up with <laughs> us from florida but as soon as as soon as we got here the whole world changed yeah which was pretty scary for a while for sure i mean just your your first head job and you're you don't know what to expect for the finances for the membership right. for every you know how much golf's can be played and how to so i think the the hardest part about that was i got to meet my first assistant that i hired um because that was before all the shutdown happened in march but for outside staff all my part-time employees i didn't even seen anybody I met them i talked to them on the phone right. because they're interested in the job and then all of a sudden they open things up and like you can open tomorrow so we did, and I had people there, but it was like, a, good to meet you. There's nothing else to do to play golf, so we're slammed. Yeah. Here's what we need to do. <laughs> so that was, No training. You right. Go for it. Yeah. <laughs> Figure it out, everybody. We just, I felt like we were winging it all year last year, but uh, I think things went pretty well. Overall, I mean, it was busy, right? I mean, last year was crazy for you. Yeah, and <laughs> golf in general. You yeah. know, it had been, people had talked about golf being a dying sport for a long time. And that was true up until about 2017, where the demographics started to change. PGA and golf professionals everywhere were starting to target children and women because they realized, you know, it's quite quite a time commitment, and people value time with their family. Mm -hmm. So we've been working hard to get to get women and children to come out and play with dad. Mm -hmm. And so we were already starting to see more golf being played in that demographic, and then. Uh, COVID hit and it was all across the country one of the few things that we could safely do so golf boomed and now we're working we're working hard to keep everybody I think I think those that used to play the game that dropped out that got back into it um, I think we've got a lot of them hooked I hope again mm -hmm. and then the new players you know we're trying to keep everybody engaged based on the rounds reports that come out monthly. I mean, it's still gonna be a great year. So women getting started in golf. So what would you, would you suggest, like as far as lessons go, do they need, you know, should they start with a lesson before they get their golf clubs or? If you don't have a set, yes, getting a starter set is Starter perfect. set, okay. Um, and then the best thing to do is to come with your friends and sure. take some group instruction. Oh, that's a good idea. Um, and finding a program that involves getting out on the golf course. Yes. I started a program called Operation 36, and it targets beginner women. So oh. I've got, on Tuesday nights and Wednesday nights, I've got groups of eight ladies that all come together that are at the same place. They've, husbands play golf, but they haven't really played. So is that here? Yeah. Okay. So I host that here, and... Uh, the, the best part about this is we start from 25 yards out when we actually get to get you to the golf course. So each week there's an hour of instruction, and then every other Sunday they come out to play nine holes, but they're playing from 25 yards out from the green. Mm -hmm. oh. And the goal is to shoot 36 from that 25 yards out, and then you graduate to the next level, and you just, you know, you go to 50 yards. Builds thing, up your confidence. 36. You know, you hit yeah. the, if you hit the green and two, you might be parring. 
And it, it shows that it's the golf course isn't so intimidating. Right. right? And if you're just playing, um, you're not getting beat up by playing from the tee box all the way in because yes. it becomes a long nine holes to go. You could be defeated fairly quickly yeah. if you, yeah. yeah. Because there's a lot of anxiety that comes into, am I keeping up? Am I good enough? Well, if we start from 25 yards out, the answer right. is yes. That's a great concept. That. Wow. Yeah. And it's, Love that. It's, uh, yeah, it's very popular. I'm it's doing it again in the yeah. fall, and I think I haven't even advertised it, and I think it's sold out. You, said, you talked about kids and, and young, you know, young people. Do you have any programs for youth? We do. So Island View has been known for their Tuesday junior golf program. We meet. It's a, it's a long morning for the kids, 8 to noon. And uh, we capped that at 112 kids, which is a lot of kids. But uh, each year we're, we're turning kids away. Mm-hmm. My kids are all in it. Yeah? Did they enjoy it? Oh, yeah. They, it's him. Oh, yeah. <laughs> right. Yeah, no, it's great. I mean, what are the age limits on that again? Are the so, age groups? So that one is going into fourth grade through senior in high school. Yeah. Okay. Um, a couple of new ones we've come up or we've started this year is an advanced junior league focusing on kids junior high to high school that want to play at the next level they want to make their high school team or their uh go on and play college golf uh we've got a great group of kids there i think 12 this year wow um so that's fun and then you know we had a big gap there's a lot of younger families out here at the club so there's kids aged five to nine right now that don't really have a have a place so my wife, Hannah, who used to be a kindergarten teacher and is now helping run the golf shop, with her help, we now have a program for that five to nine age group, which that's is a blast. Awesome. And that, that's mostly getting the golf club in their hand, teaching them the etiquette, showing them the golf course, and mm-hmm. just having fun, keeping yeah. them moving. And, but she's instrumental in that program. Awesome. I know how to teach them to hold the club, but keeping... <laughs> Keeping a group of 12, seven-year-olds. Yeah, yeah, entertained, entertained, yeah. The, the membership here has been in high demand as well as in the last 12 months, right? I mean, it went from five, six years ago. I mean, they would do different deals for people to join. And now what's the waiting list like? So when we got here, there were 38 openings, 38 open memberships available. Uh, now the wait list is 40-ish, which is pretty cool. Yeah. And I think... A lot of that has to do with the growth of Waconia. You know, the cities have been moving out for a while, and uh, Waconia is booming. The change in demographic um, has helped because everybody who's joining families, so the yep. golf course is busy. I mean, I think it helps that it's, you know, Waconia's here, Minatrista's here. You know, the right, I mean, there's a lot of members that come from St. Bonnie, Minatrist, and then even East on 7. Right. You know, a lot of Minnetonka people still, too, so... Because it's not that far of a drive. It's not, no. I think the annual shareholder meeting last year, uh, our club administrator posted a picture with the dot, like the Google oh, map yeah. dot, uh, of where everybody lives. And it's amazing how mm. spread out it is. I mean, there's a, a lot in Waconia, but you get out to like Eden Prairie. Mm-hmm. That's a... It's a cool place to be, and I think that speaks volumes for the membership because it's laid back. It's fun, and fun environment. the events that happen are really fun, and there's, you know, you got a night pretty much for everybody from couples to women to men to kids and all that, so. It's a good place to be right now. Yeah. Talking about the, the club and the golf course, we just got done building a beautiful deck uh, that overlooks Wake, Lake Waconia. That seats 80 to 100 people, and uh, we're still working on some landscaping to improve that view of the lake, which is already spectacular, but it's going to get even better. The club is having another good year. A couple more projects have been approved. We're moving the 18 T box into a, a little better spot. Oh. Um, 
it looks like we're going to end up doing some work on hole three uh, because the fairway gets mm -hmm. a little beat up. We have a hard time with drainage. Um, and there's other, there's some ideas that are being thrown around right now, which is, which is all good because a few years ago, like we were just trying to keep, you know, yeah, that, yeah. keep trying to find golfers. And now we're, we're dealing with different problems, which is, you know, we're having some success. So how are we going to make the product even better? Well, fun. Um, yeah. I mean, I know that's kind of always the, the talk recently is what the next project is. I mean, you just got done doing the driving range. That was a big one, right? With right. the, with the new turf. And obviously the deck for the for the guests and cart paths. Yeah. So last fall we started a cart path project. They resurfaced the entire cart path, and uh, we got snow in late October, like eight inches of snow, which put the project to a complete stop. And they finished that up this spring, so the cart paths are beautiful now. Mm -hmm. Overall, the actual the the course itself is in probably the best shape that I've seen it in my eight years. Of, I mean, everybody's saying how great it is with the collars and. The greens are rolling good, and the fairways are in good shape. So, how's the uh, the drought helping? Is Kurt Kurt's always watering, isn't he? Right. Our our superintendent, you know, he's not too concerned about the the water levels yet uh, because they where they water it's still still okay. The issue is the overnight lows were mid seventies, mm. and the grass needs those cool temperatures when. Mm -hmm. it's, when, when you're watering it. Oh, right. We're finally getting back to that. So we could use rain. Right. Don't get me wrong. And hopefully we have some coming, but the forecast still looks hot and sunny. Are there any uh, events coming up that you're looking forward to in particular off the top of your head that you guys are hosting? We just finished our member member event, which is one of our two big events for the, for the members. What's it called? Uh, the Rock Picker. Oh, okay. That's Rock Picker. And it's named after the founders in honor of the founders who were literally out there in the fields picking the rocks, uh, which is great. We had a full field, men and women this year, and uh, it's it's a great time. Again, it kind of speaks to the growth in membership. That tournament, even though it's uh, one of the premier tournaments we have, it's just laid back and overall a, a good casual. So what's the party. format for that one? Is it like a all weekend long thing or? Right. So it, uh, it they play three nine-hole matches on Friday, two nine-hole matches on Saturday, followed by a shootout for the flight winners, and the winner of the shootout right. is a champion. And the shootout's pretty fun because people who play in it or people who know the shootout's coming up, uh, they come out, gather around the 18th green, and, and watch. That's a good time. Yeah, so the, the Monday events throughout the, throughout the year, the rest of the Mondays, we've got uh, outings out here, charity outings which are well attended, which again speaks for the community because if somebody has a project uh, we're supporting, uh, community turns out every time. Yeah, we're looking forward to the, we get involved in the chamber golf event uh, up here in July. And that's fun, we have a tent and we do margaritas and put a team together and it's fun. Yeah, a chamber event is I think mid-July and then that following week, uh, Island View has the opportunity to host the Women's State Amateur this year, which is the championship event for the best female amateur golfers in the state of Minnesota. Uh, so we're really excited to be hosting that. And the club is also going to host a, a luncheon on the Monday of that event, which is... It's about here, like the 25th. Is that maybe? with uh, like Marnie Gellner and that? Okay, and those the golf coach at the U, right? Yes. Yep, so we'll have three speakers. I might need to look that up. I think it's Rachel Ramsey's the other one. Yes. Yeah. Yep, 
So we'll have three powerful women speaking to hopefully a group of men and women uh, at a luncheon on that Monday. So how big is the field for the amateur, the women's state amateur? We won't know. We won't know until we get a little closer, but expect about 150. Oh, wow. Yeah. Yeah. And I, it, it's great for the golf course because they get some, you know, marketing from it. I mean, they don't pick average golf courses. You have to be right. above average to a premier facility. And, and I'm really, really happy with uh, the way the board has embraced it and the, the golf and social committee. Uh, we want to make the women leave Island View knowing that this was important to us and that they, the golfers, are important as well. And then it's club championship for the club right after that, right? Well, the club championship's right before that. Oh, right so, before that. So the golf course will be in as good a shape as, as we can have it. Um, and it's going to be a, a pretty wild seven days yeah. here at Island View. There's Dang. a lot and, going on. And, and that's in July? Yeah. Is that it? Okay. Yep. So tell us a little bit about this track man. Right. So hopefully you've seen some marketing initiatives that uh, the golf shop has had advertising, club fitting, and our usage of track man. TrackMan is the best launch monitor out in the game. It gives you gives you uh, all the numbers you could possibly ever want about your your golf swing and the golf ball when you hit it. Um, we brought that to Island View, or I brought that to Island View to be able to provide just as good of a fitting club fitting experience that you could get anywhere. Island View has a has a unique. It used to be a common setup. Um, but unique in the sense that I, as the head golf professional, uh, own the merchandise concessions. Last year, you know, we had, a, we had a pretty good year with the the boom and play in the golf shop. But one thing we didn't do is sell any golf clubs, and that's be- one one reason for that is golf clubs are you know a pretty good investment now. So people aren't walking into a store just grabbing it off the shelf and, and buying it. It needs to be an experience and. What we're trying to bring to Island View is any experience we have, we want it to be the best. So when it came to choosing a launch monitor to be able to provide a club fitting service, TrackMan was the, was the only, only option. So that's, it, that's, that's been great for the business. I think it's been a great addition to the, to the members because you're able to use it uh, teaching as well. And for somebody who doesn't really exactly understand what the track, I mean, it's, a, it's something you set on the ground out at the range. Somebody is out there practicing it. it takes track of all like how their swing angle and everything is right yep and then the contact the speed the spin and all that and it helps you if you're choosing between a couple different clubs which one fits you the best is that kind of right correct yeah so the it's a you know a little eight by eight box that has two radars in it and a camera if ben you're trying to to pick a driver the best driver for you and you're trying to choose between a titleist or a tailor-made Visually, we may not be able to see which one is the best, but if we're able to pick up some data from the, from TrackMan and see that uh, your spin rate and launch angle is better with the Titleist, which is making it go 30 yards mm-hmm. further, um, you're going to choose that driver all yeah, day over right. the other one. And you want less spin with the driver, right? <laughs> yes. <laughs> yes. Less spin is good. <laughs> you know, it's kind of a, it used to be common, not so common anymore with the Pro Shop all the apparel and the gear and everything i mean how's so is that is it stressful for you to order new stuff and are people kind of telling you what they want or how's that kind of work uh, it's it's kind of a fun process so we get um and i should preface this by when you walk into the golf shop and you see all the cute displays things like that that's not coming from myself it's coming from my wife hannah hannah schweller who uh, manages the golf shop 
Uh, so she meets with vendors uh, more frequently than I do, and they'll bring the color schemes and patterns of their brands for the upcoming season. And from there, she's able to pick out, based on what we think we know from the members, we're still, we're still learning, we're able to pick out what we think you guys would yeah. need or want. So that process, you know, it's, it's kind of fun, really. Mm-hmm. And then the, the membership is very supportive of the golf shop. And you know we try to treat try to treat the membership and uh, community fairly by pricing everything below retail before it hits the floor, and then working with them to find what works best for them. Okay, so one more question: yeah. What is your like all-time favorite course that you played? My favorite golf course. I've got two of them. So my favorites to like play and see the views would be a, a golf course in down in the Phoenix area called uh, Dinosaur Mountain at Gold Canyon Resort. Golf course is brutally difficult because they seem to have like postage stamp greens, but it seems like all day you're teeing off on top of a mountain peak down to the hole, which is really cool. Probably my favorite golf course to play would be Naples National down in Naples. Okay. Um, an exclusive golf course that was really close to where I worked down in South Naples. And we got to play a couple of tournaments out there and it's just, you know, championship level all the time and pretty cool. Cool. Well, thanks again, Johnny, for this great conversation and for spending some time with us today. We love having Island View here in our community and I look forward to spending some time out on the course. Thanks, Laura. And thanks, Smothers and Falk for having me. And I look forward to seeing the three of you out on the golf course. We'll be right back. We are back and decided to finish up today with some upcoming local events. Does anybody know anything that's coming up in the month of July? Well, so far, I think June and July, Music in the Park is back this year, and that's at um, City Square Park downtown at 7, so Thursday nights. I believe that's all June and July. It just started up again. Of course, we have the 4th of... Yeah, last well, last year, obviously, there wasn't, right, the fireworks? Yeah, we didn't have fireworks last year, but they are back this year. I believe they're also, they're shooting them off the beach again, so the same, roughly the same spot, except there's the new housing uh, development over there, so I think they had to tweak it a little bit just because of that, but um, same spot that we're used to. And then the island is open, too, this year, this summer, so this is their first, like, officially open summer on... Coney Island. So there was talk about fireworks maybe going there this year, but logistically it was kind of a lot to put together with it being the first year it's open and stuff. So maybe someday, but that'll be cool to get out on the island too. And then obviously we're doing the Chamber Golf Tournament on July 19th here at Island View where we talked about that briefly before, but yeah, that's a fun event through the Chamber of Chamber of Commerce that they put it together and try to get, you know, what are we, 24 to 30 teams? Yeah, yep, and it's open to everybody, so I think a lot of people sometimes think it's just like chamber members only or businesses only, but it's actually, it's like a wide open event, so if you just like golf and you live nearby and want to golf on a Monday and support the local chamber, put a team together and come on out, it's a fun day. And then also kind of way looking ahead a little bit towards end of summer, but uh, Carver County Fair is back this year in August, the 11th to the 15th, which is exciting. That was uh, canceled last year. So we're, I know the community in the area is looking forward to that. The rodeo Yep. is right around that same time as well. I think it's a week or two after that. But it's I think it's like a Friday, the 20th and 21st maybe. Is that a, f- I think it's like a Friday and a Saturday. So I think that would be it. 
the end of August, the uh, Minnesota State Amateur Baseball State Tournament is being held here in Waconia and, Ch uh, and nearby Chaska. So that's a uh, first time for the field to host that tournament. It's pretty fun. It's a three-week event. Starts uh, August 20th and ends on Monday, Labor Day. So if uh, you see a bunch of people and a bunch of different teams with their color jerseys ro ro walking around town, that's why. So it's going to be a couple, good couple weeks. Yeah, it'll be busy in Waconia with... The rodeo is that weekend as well, and that draws a lot of people, and baseball. So we'll have a lot of people coming into Waconia, which will be exciting. Feels good to be back to normal. Yeah, for sure. Uh, local businesses, too, are always offering specials and fun events, uh, so be sure to check out Facebook and Instagram pages to support them. Uh, there's a new page that was just made called Waconia Chamber of Commerce Restaurants and Libations, specifically for that industry. Uh, during COVID, they had started a page like this where people would just post their like specials and things that they're doing, and it got a huge following. So they just wanted to transition that page into something that more long-term that people can visit. So uh, that is the new COVID page. It's actually called Waconia Chamber of Commerce Restaurants and Libations. So that's kind of a cool page too. Thanks again for spending some time with us today. Check out our website at smothersbulk.com and please hit subscribe on whatever podcast source you found us on. And we would appreciate a quick rating and review. We are active on Facebook and Instagram as well at smothersbulk realty group or facebook.com backslash smothersbulk realty group. There are tons of ways to connect with us. Just reach out and let us know how we can be of help to you at this time. We are the Smothers and Falk Realty Group. Stay well and thanks for checking your pulse. This has been the Waconia Pulse a community-based podcast presented by the Smothers and Falk Realty Group, highlighting all things Waconia and the surrounding area. The Smothers and Falk Realty Group consists of licensed real estate agents in the state of Minnesota with the brokerage Remax Advantage Plus. You can find them online at smothersfalk.com, which is S-M-O-T-H-E-R-S-F-A-L-K.com. If you have a Waconia or real estate-related question or comment that you would like included on this podcast, please call 612-352-9177. Again, that's 612-352-9177. Make sure you tell us to which show you are calling to contribute. And please know that we may include your voice recording in future episodes of this podcast. The Waconia Pulse was produced by Minnesota Podcasting and recorded in their St. Paul studios. And they can be found online at mnpodcasting.com. The views and opinions expressed on this show are those of the individual participants and may not necessarily reflect the views or opinions of the Smothers and Falk Realty Group, Remax Advantage Plus, or Minnesota Podcasting.